Welcome to the One Up Project. Money is fuel that that allows you to do things. It doesn't need to be taboo. What you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realising you did something you hated and have regret. Go and find people who will give you advice for nothing. This is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every Monday. This bit of content, listening to this, is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently. For all the things we were never taught but should have been. At the end of the day, the most important person is yourself. And if you're not happy with your own choices, then you're never going to be happy. Picture this. I am out for a morning walk, gearing up for a day of working from home. Life is good. The air is crisp and I get to come home to breakfast and most likely working from the couch for the remainder of the day. I pass the local cafe, wafts of fresh baking, a smelt, and I think, oh, a nice hot coffee would go down quite the treat as I start the day. It's only $4. I should treat myself. Ignoring the fact that my order is usually an almond caramel latte, which cost me $7.50 on a good day in Auckland. And what's a coffee without a nice treat to go with it, right? Maybe a hazelnut croissant will motivate me to get a good day of work done. I'll be satisfied because I've earned it, you know. And it's not as if it's a huge purchase. It's just a coffee and a hazelnut croissant. Like I can totally justify that. In scene, we're back at home now. And suddenly I have spent $15 on a coffee and a baked good of some description. Remember this as we go through the episode, but hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project. Today we are talking about treating yourself and how to overcome this mindset so that you can achieve your money goals faster. And I really want to preface this episode with the fact that I am not a believer that you have to cut out your daily coffee in order to have a healthy budget. In fact, I reckon it kills sustainability if you kill those little uh, little joys you have in every day. I'm not a believer that, you know, every cent counts necessarily. Um, I don't know if that's the healthiest of mindsets to have towards a budget because it's very all or nothing and then you can end up binge spending. But the reason I'm using this coffee example is because it is a habit I developed, one that was unnecessary and one that led to a lot of money being spent. I didn't even like coffee. Like, I didn't even like coffee. I just started drinking it because it was a really nice treat to go out to a cafe and get like a hot drink, but I didn't want to get a hot chocolate. And I'd had enough of chai lattes at this point. So I was like, let's just get onto coffees. And that's why I get a caramel latte because it's, it's really hard for me to drink an actual latte um, because I'm still a child, essentially. So, not a believe that you have to cut out your daily coffee in order to have a great budget, but. It is going to be a good example for how we can overcome this treat yourself mindset that you have for things that aren't included in your budget. I could have used the example of going and getting my nails done because that's something I do every three to four weeks without a doubt, but I actually budget that in. So that's a a line item, if you want to call it, in my budget. And I always have money for it and it's no worries. And if you do the same with your coffee, then that's amazing. And this example, you know, wouldn't be relevant to your spending. For you, it might be when you pop out to the mall unnecessarily and start buying clothes and and things like that. So apply it to your own life where you will. But hopefully the themes will help you overcome the kind of pressures, I guess, your subconscious puts on yourself when you are buying goods. You might also be thinking, you know, Sarah, relax. It's only $15, which is what I also tell myself. 
But imagine, you know, spending $15 times five on a bad week when I don't budget this in. That's $75 a week, which is almost 4K a year. And we all have an example of where the treat yourself mindset comes into play. Food for me is always going to be a huge weakness in self-control. I can justify food so much easier than I can justify literally anything else. Clothes, makeup, skincare, travel, food will always win the battle. So not only does this affect my wallet, but you know, the Fitspo goals can often take a hit because I will justify food as some kind of experience, which it definitely can be, but it also doesn't count when you're, the experience is going to the local burger fuel. But anyway... I'd also like to say a side tip as we get into this is that moving out is so good for saving because you're literally that stretched for money. Sometimes you have no choice but to eat what is available. And I say it's good for saving because you save on those little things, but you absolutely don't save more overall, that's for sure. Um, but you are a lot more responsible at the supermarket because then you you have that in mind as to what will be available. And then if you don't buy anything, then that's it. You can't have anything. So let me take you back through that example I used and point out the different things my mind went through and how I'm going to consciously work through it from now on, I suppose. I want you to come on this journey with me and I want you to do the same for whatever relevant example works for your life. Once we've worked through those things, I will recap and hopefully provide a bit of insight into how we can all overcome the treat yourself mindset in times where goals need to take priority. So the first thing is the environment. And I would argue that this is probably the most key thing. I'm choosing a walk where I pass about five cafes. So each time I'm being reminded of what I'm missing out on, right? On what I need to have because I'm telling myself this is a need this is a you know you need this to like get through your day and it is my favorite walk route so it's a bit of a toss-up and and how would I overcome this I guess from here so of course my option could be to choose a different route but I also think that environment can be way broader than than that you know, what if I went on a walk on the same route with someone who shared the same goals? Then I would be kept accountable to avoid the cafes because there would be no need to go there. Or I could organize a dedicated slot to walking so that I didn't give myself enough time to stop at a cafe. You know, I only had a certain amount of time to, to do the walk. Um, that often worked well in the mornings because I was always late for work. Anyway, if your situation isn't food, it might be shopping. And I, hand on heart, can say that I haven't bought a single clothing item for about five months, which in mine and my friends' worlds is ages. So let me tell you how I've done it. I've removed all fashion and lifestyle influences and brands on social media. I've either unfollowed them or I've muted them. And I know a lot of people, like I always say this to my friend and she goes, but it's style inspiration. Exactly. It's inspiring you to spend. So unfollow and mute all of those people. It's not going to have any impact on your life. You're not going to drop out of the cool style you know if you wanted to buy something you will go and get it because you'll need it for whatever reason and this doesn't have to be forever this can just be for a temporary amount of time of course a common one I often talk about is removing all your email subscriptions so going through your email that you put in for like all the crap or your main email whatever one you know you look at all of them would be good and just go through and unsubscribe from the mailing list that you tend to look at or the ones that always come in through your main inbox because I believe email is still one of the highest converting sales tools and as much as you think it doesn't affect you, it does because subconsciously you're going to be seeing those either notifications come through on your phone 
or when you check through your inbox and each time it's going to be a little reminder to be like oh the iconic is having an afterpay sale well I need to get in now because I've got three things on my iconic wish list that I've really been wanting and so perfect I can get on afterpay I can pay it off over time and just no no recipe for getting into minimal debt and then it getting bigger so I, I prefer to just remove that kind of stuff altogether the other one is to avoid malls or online sites. I've gotten really good at asking myself why every time I enter a store, whether it's a supermarket or a general shopping mall, you know, stopping and being like, okay, why are we going here right now? What do we need? What's the purpose? And yeah, I guess it's become a habit because when I go into a shopping mall, often it's it's because I'm just trying to go to the supermarket. So if you can avoid going to the supermarket that's in a mall, that's probably a good first step. But I will always be like, oh, just have a look around. And then I know now I stop myself and I'm like, why? Can you afford anything? No. So don't even tempt yourself. Just It's not even worth tempting yourself. Even if you say you're just going to have a look, then you feel inferior because there are all these things that other people might be getting that you're not getting you're not keeping up with trends check out my episode on how to stop keeping up with the joneses if you want to look into that and i've got another one on emotional spending um that kind of relate to this as well but you know you feel inferior and insecure because you're seeing all of these things that you know you can't give yourself and it just creates a negative kind of mindset i think anyway so i just prefer to avoid the the shops altogether and so that's my those are my rules for the mall situation and I think that curating your environment to support your goals is key and on my walk I'm not doing that so accountability is always going to be a key 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 thing to help you stick to any goals and to um, make them sustainable long term and for things like shopping ignorance is bliss in terms of getting rid of all the things that I guess motivate or inspire you or whatever to spend money so the next thing that I want to talk about in regards to my example I gave you at the beginning was increasing your awareness so I consciously tell myself when I'm entering this cafe it's only four dollars when it's literally six to seven dollars fifty I know it's a two dollar three dollar difference I know that but you know think about this on a bigger scale (laughs) because I get almond milk and usually a flavor shot of some sort that's why it's more expensive but because I just have in my head that coffees should be three to four dollars I just tell myself that and I also think the reason my brain does this is because my brain doesn't adjust to inflation so actually calculating the full cost before entering the store at all is probably a good stop to this genuinely thinking about how much it's going to cost I don't know if other people struggle with that they could actually just be me but yeah, I definitely try to justify it by saying it's it's literally a couple of dollars like it's not a big deal but actually it is more than that and oftentimes you tend to do this when you go into stores or you're shopping as well because it'll be discounted and you're like oh well it was this and now it's this so really I'm winning technically but we're not winning we're losing again and that's how I feel it's going with these with these coffees and I think also understanding or trying to remind yourself that purchasing decisions are often unconscious ink.com wrote an article about this and they had a stat that 95% of our purchasing decisions are unconscious which I would 100% agree with I'm a very I can be I can be a pretty spontaneous person sometimes you know I'll go into shopping malls and I wouldn't have spent anything 
on a certain, like I'll, I'll have restrictions on certain things and then I'll just spend money on the most random thing ever. Like it'll just be random that I didn't need that I could justify, I wouldn't be able to justify any more than I could justify anything else that I wanted, but I still went and bought it anyway. And I think it's just some kind of unconscious purchasing decision about getting that hit of like dopamine. And I don't even realize that I'm lying to myself in these situations. It's like, I'm in two minds. I'm in two minds. So awareness can also come with training your mind to react when an event occurs. So if you're about to purchase something, always ask yourself, how much is this actually going to cost? I do feel like I've gotten better at training myself to ask questions in certain situations. Uh, Another example of this in a completely different scenario is when I'm in an intense conversation with someone or I have to negotiate something or someone's upset with me or I'm upset with someone and I notice that my heart rate starts rising or anything like that, I always stop and ask myself, how do I want to handle this situation? I always ask myself that now, or at least in 95% of situations, I'll ask myself that. How do I want to handle this situation? And it gives me three seconds to calm down and approach whatever is happening with a bit of, I think just calm, a sense of calm and a sense of, what's the word, like level-headed so much of our lives is reactionary, you know, something happens and we need to react now. What's our what's our natural reaction? And then we justify that being right because it was our natural reaction. But then sometimes, maybe with hindsight, that's not how we wanted to act. So trying to train yourself or just remind yourself in certain situations to do things, I think can make a huge difference on having an, an increased level of awareness about things. This obviously isn't the easiest thing to do either because you will make mistakes. You will get in situations where you don't have an awareness, where you don't ask yourself these questions and then you act and then you have buyer's remorse or you feel guilty about an action and that's totally okay because you've reminded yourself after the fact of what you should have done and next time you'll remind yourself because you'll remember the last time this happened and it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. And I I think that's healthy. The third thing here is, does your justification match your goals? Let's cast our minds back to my little monologue at the start of this episode. Uh, I chose to justify the purchase of coffees and a sweet treat at multiple different stages. So I said, what's a coffee without a nice treat? I said, a sweet treat will motivate me to get my work done. I said, I just went for a massive walk, I earned it. And then I said, it's not like it's a huge cost or anything and justified it that way. The last justification, it's not like it's a huge cost or anything, is probably the most damaging because my treat myself moments are smaller and therefore so much easier to justify because it's like, oh, it's only $15. You know, you have you have $15 to spare or I'm, I'm just fine even less. As I said before, I'm saying it's $4, but then I end up, end up getting another thing. I'm like, it's just $4. You know, that's change you can find in your bag. Don't even worry about it. But like I said, I did that every week and or if I did it every week, it would cost me $4,000 a year on something that most of the time wouldn't make an impact on my happiness, my development or my life overall. If I went that day without a coffee and a sweet treat, majority of the time I probably would forget that I even wanted it in the first place it would make zero difference sometimes there are days where you just need that stuff or when I go and work in a cafe obviously I can't just go and work in a cafe without getting anything but and that also actually helps me to to work and to get into the zone but majority of the time you know I wouldn't even remember it it happened anyway So there are a couple of things that I want us to consider when we begin to justify our purchases like this. 
First one is multiply that cost by how many times a week you do it and then times that by 52 to find out how much it's probably costing you per year. That's an instant confrontation. Why did I say it like that? Instant confrontation. It's instant reality. You know, you're being hit with with what this is costing you ultimately in the moment. And if you're saving for something like moving overseas or a home or a car or whatever goal is most meaningful to you, this is going to affect you because you're going to think that's how much money I could have spent on whatever it is. I would also stop again in this situation, have that awareness. What is this purchase helping me to achieve? Like what, what is it helping me to achieve? And there will be times when the achievement is confidence. You know, whatever this purchase is helping you to achieve is related to confidence. For example, buying a new dress that makes you feel really good you know when you go out look good feel good all those things if you feel confident you know you're going to be confident or comfort for example when I sit down on a couch with fuzzy socks on and a hot coffee and toast or a sweet treat I honestly feel so comfortable in that moment I just feel so happy to be working because I'm just in this zone of warm vibes and that is often worth it for me if I want to buy the coffee. So, you know, sometimes there will be things that actually help you to achieve a certain thing in the moment. God, that was a ramble further than it needed to go, but you know what I'm trying to say. So overcome this with the three second rule. If you can't think of what this purchase is helping you to achieve or to develop in your life, it's probably not a worthwhile purchase. So try and think of that in three seconds. I really want to buy this new dress. Okay, what is it helping me to achieve? Three, two, one give yourself that time if you don't know let's move on and I know there's going to be some people out there like me who try and stretch this extremely dramatically so don't just say you know if you're buying food for example oh it's helping me achieve avoiding starvation like make it realistic because you could avoid starvation with the food at home as well and I know that sounds stupid but we've all been there where we've justified things like that or maybe it's only me I'm pretty sure it's definitely more people than me And what other alternatives are there to the reason you're already providing? So like I said, you could avoid starvation at home. Alternatives are really key to this. Sometimes I will justify the coffee thing by saying, you know, I've worked hard and I deserve a nice warm drink on this cold day. So winter is way worse for this. That's a pretty weak justification, but I can swap that. I can still achieve that with an instant coffee sachet at home. It provides the exact feeling that I'm wanting to achieve by buying a coffee. So what's the feeling you're trying to achieve by buying a new piece of clothing? Is it confidence? In what other way with what you already have at home can you achieve this? Can you have like a self-pamper night with some of the products you already have at home or something like that and that increases your confidence level as much as purchasing this new dress would. I guess sometimes you've got to get creative with it and it depends on what your goals are and how important that is to you as well discipline is obviously going to play into this but how can you support yourself and be as strong as possible in every situation so to just sum up what I've said there one are you creating an environment that supports your goals to increase your awareness of your own self-talk and, and your behavior and three does the justification match your goals So these things have to be more mindset based than practical because it doesn't really matter how many budgets you do. If your habits are off, then it's always going to be the exact same thing. And I've found this to be very true. 
I'm currently saving to go overseas and I'm literally having to resort back to the pulling cash out of an ATM and that being my limit because I actually can't trust myself with my savings um, so accessible. Uh, I've labeled my overseas account as like the place I'm going and then don't touch. So when I'm out and under the influence of alcohol potentially, I'd look at that and I have to justify to myself that I'm taking money out of that fund. So I think that's another good tip as well. I just learned that in the book I'm reading um, by Francis Cook, Your Money, Your Future. A very easy read, that one. So I think that was a, a good tip as well, like changing your bank account uh, names to something that is really motivating. Another book recommendation is Atomic Habits. Such a good one for this because it outlines a solid framework for how to sustain habits, which I like. And I'm going to repeat it quickly here. I do have an episode all about Atomic Habits. Like it's just my review of what was what I learned from it. And I would really recommend going and listening to that if you're interested in, in hearing a bit more of an in-depth chat about it, I suppose. But here are the four rules outlining how to create a sustainable habit. So one, you want to make it obvious. So this is like the first thing, it's the first thing that comes to your mind in the morning or something like that. Working out, for example, putting your active wear beside your bed. Uh, Two is making it attractive. How can you make this something you want to do, you know, that you're excited to do? Three, make it easy, pretty straightforward. How do you make this the easiest possible thing to add into your routine so that you don't even have to think about it? And the fourth one is make it satisfying. How are you going to make it so that you feel so good after doing it that you want to come back and do it again and then continuing on that loop. These are all things that I have started to implement or have already implemented in other areas, you know, like the clothes in the mall situation. So I'd recommend you guys to try some of the these things. Let me know how it goes or if you have any other tips and tricks that you personally use that I haven't mentioned and I will share them over on Insta. So that is it. I hope you guys enjoyed. I really look forward to hearing from you over on Instagram and I would love if you could please give this little potty uh, review and a rating and I will chat to you next week. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.